So Greg, I've realized, you know what you need to make it in a podcast? Have no introduction whatsoever, just start talking. <laughs> I've realized the biggest podcasts out there do very little and get so much. All right, you know. well, let's get right into it then. So anyway, because we're not big, Tradesman Confidential is what we're here for. And uh, I am your host, Josh Brandt, along with uh, my other amazing co-host, uh, Mr. Greg Juro. Yes. I nailed it. Uh, one of these days he's going to mess it up. I can't wait. I'm going to be there. <laughs> I will. I'm going to be there to point it out. That's all I know. Yes, you will. I can so, see it in your eyes every time I I'm say just my waiting. name. You're like, I'm like, <gasps> I hope, like, I'm waiting for you to say, like, my name's, like, Brad Jagok. <laughs> and I'd be like, you moron. I've been waiting. Brad Jagok, huh? Yeah, that's all right. Finally, I got you. <laughs> It was a setup. <laughs> it was a setup. It just took me 48 episodes to get you to screw it up. So, all right, what are we really doing here today? Well, I think uh, I think what I want to talk about anyways is um, the signs that you're a shitty boss. Oh, this is going to be a yeah, good we, one. Yeah, we, we've all had them, right? I think that's one thing everyone has in common. I don't care who you are. You're going to relate to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you and I both have experience, obviously, working for someone as well as having others work for us. Um, so I think it's a perfect kind of record of, of, you know, what's, what's good, what's bad experiences, whatever you want to touch on, I'm game for it. But I mean, I, I got to admit, Greg, I mean, you had to have at some point blown a few flux capacitors, you know, on somebody, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So yeah. I, that, I mean, as we get into this, I will defend both sides here because yeah. I yeah. obviously yeah. once was an employee and am now a boss. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've I've definitely learned a lot, and there are a few cases where I have blown a fuse, and then I look back and I'm like, "Hmm, that's why I thought my boss was a dick." Yep. So, right, and maybe you just didn't understand it right. one, at one point. I think there's a little bit of everything yeah. going on here and that we can chat on. For there's sure. definitely the the employee employee and employer mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Which we know a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's like uh, rocket science. I think it's some no. simple stuff, but, you know, often overlooked or on st- uh, maybe not even overlooked, maybe just not aware of it as well. Yeah, and I think we can get into really being able to filter that through, like, versus the um, the cackling that goes around in the job place yep. and the actual telltale signs of, is it just the guys cackling because they're pissed because their expectations are too high, or is their employer really... A yeah. suck bag. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, here's, you know, I'll, I'm going to throw out some ideas and you feel free to, you know, go where you want with them. But, sure. you know, one thought I had was a, one sign that you're probably a, a shitty boss, but it's not always because this, this, this can have other reasons for it, but constant turnover. You know, if you're constantly having, you know, one or two guys, you know, you can't keep a guy if you just have one person working for you or if you've, you know, you've got a 20 employees and you're always cycling through. Well, I mean, it, it, could, it could be both. I mean, so right. this is a perfect example of both sides, right? So right. from the employee perspective, if you're constantly turning, you're at a company where employees are constantly being turned over. Uh, one of two things. One, the place sucks to work for. Right. Or the person doing the hiring sucks at hiring. They're hiring the wrong people. And I, yep, I've been there that's personally. Very well I've gone, uh, I mean, uh, guys are always looking a penny pinch and who's the cheapest, best bang for the buck I can get. Uh, that's that's not the way to run a business. You, you To get good talent, you got to pay for good talent. And if you're going to pay for subpar talent, you're going to have high turnover. 
and it's going to make your life a disaster because you're going to do more picking up pieces than you are making money. Right. Right. So that, but that can be perceived from an employee standpoint as this is a shit place to work when it's really just a little bit of mismanagement. Yeah. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think one of the biggest terms I've heard that is dead on is people don't leave bad jobs. They leave bad managers. Right. That's usually how it goes. Right. And, and in a business, you can translate that to that. But I do think there is a caveat to this whole conversation, which is the days of like your father or grandfather or his father working for 30, 40 years for one company is uh, never going to happen that, again. That, that, those right? days are over. Those days, the, you know, the pension programs and mm -hmm. what they used to do for employees, totally different now than in today's world. So I think no matter what, you're always going to see some level of turnover. I just think it's a, it's a matter of, is this like a rampant disease or is it, you know, a normal flow of people coming in and out? So uh, what I would pay attention to as an employee is why are these people turning over? Yes. Is it right. the guy that doesn't show up to work every day? The guy that's not pulling his weight? The guy who yeah. what, is, the, is the can and can't and the will and won't? Mm. The guy that won't and the guy that can but won't? Yes. Yeah. Um, those are the guys that you don't, you, you're going to see them turn over. They might be talented, but they won't put in the effort. Right. They're going to go. Yeah. It, not the, you know, the team player per se, right? I mean, right. If, if you're part of that team and moving the boat in the right direction, rowing in the right direction, and that, that's you're an, probably all right. That's but, another one. I mean, right. a, a lot of these companies, you, you, you got to be a team. I know it sounds stupid and flaky, right? But right. you got to be a team. That's how you're successful. So if everybody works well together, you, you got a good core, a good team. Mm -hmm. And if you've got somebody that doesn't fit in, they got to go. And I'm, I'm always, I have a pulse on that all the time. I hire guys. I've had fantastic electricians here. There's been certain instances where they don't get along with other employees or they don't get along with me and my views. That's fine. Yeah, it's um, going to happen. And I've made the right. mistake of keeping them around too long. And that's usually when shit goes south. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's where the culture and the personality right. is just as important as the skill Absolutely. and the talent. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, but I mean, from the other side of the fence, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things an employer can do wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and of course. And, but I think, um, you know, here's, here's one thing I wanted to throw out there. If you think you might fall into this category of, okay, I got a lot of turnover at my place. Maybe I'm a shitty boss. You know, the question I ask you is, do you take the time to find out more about your people? Do you truly try to get to know them? And I know that's a hard thing to do when you're working every day and right. you got all these things going on. It is. But, you know, to me, I feel like if you don't make some sort of a connection, I'm not saying you got to have the guys over at your house every night for beers and, no. you know, but you've got to make some sort of a personal level connection with them so that you they got to know a little bit about their life. There, there's some connection there where this guy's getting out of bed to go to work for more than just a paycheck. Right. Really. You know, he, if you can make a, a connection with your people, like, I, man, I want to go to war with this guy and I want to help him. And he, but you have to also reciprocate that to them. It's it's right? a push pull. It's got to be both ways. But again, I mean, you got to always have that barrier because you still always are employer and employee. Of course. There's always that line, right? But you can still be great friends. You can still have, you know, a lot of personal connection, but still have that respect and line of, hey, you know, if things go sour here, you know what happens, right? Absolutely. I mean, you got to always have that. But it's a I think, business. I think there's too many people that just still, even today's day and age, don't realize, like, you got to make the effort. You have to put in some effort. Right. And I I mean, and some of my guys might not even know I'm doing it, but I, I, if there's a time where I'm alone with them or I pull them in and ask them some questions, I'm always, I ask other guys, I'm always getting a feel and a pulse on what are these guys, what is their personal life like, what are their their 
hobbies and things that they enjoy. Right. Just so I, right. I have an idea of what makes them tick. Yeah. So if there's anything I can do to help them, um, I leave it very open if they ever need anything. I mean, most of them don't take me up on it because they feel like they can't, but the reality is they actually can. If they were in a pinch and they needed something, I'm there for them. Right. They're there for me every day doing work to make this company great. If they need something from me on the other side, I'm there for them. The, the simplest thing, my suggestion, the simplest thing that someone can do is just learn the names of that person's family. If you can't remember your employees' names and their yeah. spouse name, right. you got a problem. Right. I mean, if you want to go as far as, you know, understanding their kids' names and their dog's name and That's stuff like that, level. I think it's next, but it's, it's important. I it mean, is. it shows that like, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm truly trying to, you know, understand you right. as a person. Right? But actually uh, th there is a difference between pretending to care and actually caring. Correct. Uh, well, I was just going to go there. So I'm <laughs> glad you did that because I was going to say, I've seen the fraudulent attempt at this <laughs> and it's the worst possible thing you can How, do. How's your wife, Melinda? Or her yeah. name's Sally. Oh yeah. 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 You know, is yeah. she a nurse? No, no, no. She works at the bank. Yeah. Or, or if you only interact with a, you know, Hey, how was your weekend? And before they even really answer you, you're like, all right, yeah, that's great. But back to my TPS report that I need by noon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you do that, they're going to be like, dude, you're just, you're just making TPS small tech. Yep. You're making small talk with me right yep. now, dude. Like get out of here. And you do that once, twice, a couple times. Yeah. They'll brush it off. But you start doing that every day or every week. They're just going to be like, they're going to dispose you of like, right. okay, this guy doesn't care. Shit. Right. He just, he's just doing the small talk game. Right. So, I mean, that's what I say. You got to be really careful. If you're going to play the fraudulent game, you're better off doing nothing. You're better off just saying, I pay you to do your job. Now go do it because you're probably going to get a better result than trying to do the fraudulent. Uh, I care about you game quite honestly, because yeah. it, it, it rubs people the wrong way usually. And there was a line there. I mean, again, there's mm -hmm. a line with all yep. of it. I, I, oh, yeah. I try to balance the line of, I do care about my employees. I do. And yeah. their families, of course. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But at the same time, I want them to treat me as an equal because I am just a human being like them. I'm not on this pedestal or special. I'm just the guy at the front of the bus. Right. Do, do you get on a bus and do you, do, you, do you bow down or afraid to say anything to the bus driver when you jump on? He, he's just the guy steering the bus. That, that's right. me. Right. If you need my help, I'll be happy to help you. I'd actually like to throw pickles at that guy, you know? Well, if you want to throw pickles at me, <laughs> throw pickles at me. But you better have a damn good reason for throwing pickles at me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So then, all right. So... The other one that I think is, we always talk about it, guilty as charged myself, you're guilty of it, I've heard you complain about it to me many times, <laughs> is, you know, wh what do we deal with the effing millennials, man? I've heard it so many times, right? Right? So here's the thing I want to throw out there. That was a deep I, sigh. <laughs> that was a deep sigh. Uh, you're already thinking like, shit, how do I, how do I come at this one? But no, well, I'll come at no. full force. <laughs> but here's the thing I wanted to point out that I've been thinking about more, right? Cause this is, this is a problem for everybody and every business, every culture, everything's dealing with this. But the, the hard reality is the millennials, the youngest millennial is now 26 years old. Ooh. You know, you think of a millennial as, you know, 18, 19, 20, yeah, right? No, no guess those, what? Those are our We're people. already into yeah. Gen Z, folks. So we can't complain all the time about millennials because we've already got another generation coming in behind them that are in the workforce right. already. Right. And uh, again, um, I, I really hate to do this, but I'm going to defend the millennials for a second, just a quick second. And this will be the last time what? I do this. Yeah. <laughs> last for It's me. their parents' fault. Yeah. It's their yeah, parents' fault. We've talked fault. about this a little we, bit. We have yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it. It's yeah, their yeah. parents' fault. But And I'm not going to sit here and insult millennials because technically I'm in that category. True. But it's it's not about being a millennial and it's not about listening to people shit on you for being a millennial. It's understanding that you are a millennial and do something about it. Just don't 
be that stereotype. Don't be that person. Wake up and go to work and work hard like your parents did and the future generations will. Don't let people put that tag on you. Do something about it. I, I'm you're, amazed. You're not less that. of a person. You're still a person. Yeah. You can yeah. still do it. You just have this uh, this uh, cloud hanging over you. Oh, I'm a millennial, so I'm entitled to be useless. That's not the case. You're not useless. Just work. You hit on something that I thought about as well. I'm amazed no one has just come out and said, you know what? I'm sick of everyone frigging blaming us for everything, right? right? It, it, I've never heard it. I've never heard anyone get upset. I've never heard anyone say, you know what? I'm sick of they everyone blaming us. they just like, yeah, hey, we're I guess I'm millennial. I guess I'm useless. <laughs> but you're not. You're right. You're, you're right. a human being. It's not, you know? it, uh, first of it's all, crazy. it's not your fault. Right. And second of all, do something right. about it. Prove it otherwise. Right. Say, fuck you. I'm going to. Do I'm going to do something about it. I'll right. show, I'm going to show her. Where's the edge? Where's right. the edge of the chip on the shoulder, right? Spin that I'm, millennial right. shit around and right. put some spice on it. Show the right. people that you're not. I would love to be proved wrong. Like I would be love nothing more than to somebody to prove me wrong over the next couple of years. That, you know what? We're, we're not only can we do it, but we're better than your effing generation. Right. I would love that. And there's no, there's no difference. Right. There, it, there's no difference from previous generations to future generations. If you want something in life, you have to work for it. Right. You have to. Right. I don't care what anybody's told you. I don't care what your parents have told you, your friends, society. If you want something in life, go get it. Work for it. Right. Period. We've we've forgotten about that, and I'll tell you why, right? This is where I was heading with this more than anything, and we always go into a little bit of a rant, I which is it, great. Though. But the reason why I was thinking about this is I said, man, you know, put it in perspective, the 26-year-old's the youngest, right? That still means that in 2008, that youngest millennial was only 12 years old. Wow. Still. So, right. So we all think to ourselves, you know, oh, they, they don't know what it's like. You're right. They, they don't. don't know what it's like. It's literally been. But now they're 26 and right. they do. Right. But but they're seeing it. And now we're going to head into maybe an economic downturn where they can see a little bit of where we're coming from. It's a good life lesson. This might be the first time when you think about it since 2008, 9, 10, you know, it, it bleed a, a, a along a little further than that. But none of those kids were in the workforce at no, that point. They none. don't remember. They nope. have never known. All they've known is the Patriots winning Super Bowls for the last 20 years. <laughs> like they just think that like, that's all life Cell is phones supposed to the be internet. Like. Yep. Right. I get a new iPhone every couple of years. I get a new car. I get to go to a college that my dad paid for. Um, I haven't had a job ever in my life. Cause I've had everything paid for, for me. Like we did that. No favors as a society for this group. And then they get into the workforce. We expect them to be frigging, you know, but this is a good time to shine. We're heading absolutely. in, we are heading into a giant, we're in a giant shit show. And right. we're going to pull out of the shit show. And guess who's going to be the workforce pulling this out of the shit show? Right. By right. no choice, the millennials. Right. We're going to be the ones to pull this out right. of the shit show. It's going to have to be. It's going to have right. to be. Right. I, I, all I'm saying is we had a crazy run. It's been a great, you know, and we'll have one again. years. Yeah. And it's it's not like it's all over, but it's, it's one of those. I almost feel like, because we talk about it all the time, um, you know, people we work with, other other business owners, things like that. No one has an answer. Everyone's like, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't right. know what to do. And oh, I said, the kids are useless. Oh, yeah. the kids are useless. Right. Um, the kids right. are useless. I'm like, well, right. you're the parents that made the kids useless. Right. Uh, and I think, I think what it's going to take is it's going to take a little bit of an economic reset to realize that, hey, guys, not it's never always this great. No. I think that's the only thing that's going to change it. And, I really don't see any other reason. This will happen again. Oh yeah, right. If you want to Absolutely. learn some history, learn some history of economics. This will—it's happened before. It will happen again. Yep. yep. It's exactly. just where you happen to land on that timestamp 
in your age and the generation, this will happen again. So learn something from it, pull us out of it. Right. And if I can give one tip to anybody that falls in the millennial category and the, the outreaches of that, the, the beyond, don't raise your kids that way. Right. You want to fix Change something? Change the cycle, right. Change, Change the it. cycle. Right, exactly. Change the cycle. Make them understand the value of a dollar and that if you want something in life, you got to work for it and bust ass. Right. I'm not saying kill yourselves and you have to go out and you know, hand plow the fields, but no, you but I, work. I, I would say you're, I know a good chunk of people that are close to me, friends, family that are doing that. Yep. I can see that they're changing their parenting. I can see I, I, that I'm, they've, I'm doing it. Yeah, hands right. down. I, I, same like tough love. We're, we're going to bring it back to a certain extent. Now, does it need to be as strong handed as our parents no. were? Maybe not. You I think we learned the hell out of your kids. Let, let's un- learn. That's... Right. Let's learn from the mistakes, but right. let's not forget that what was valuable. But you can't call them. They, st- you, you don't have to beat the education into the kids correct, correct, physically, correct. but you do have to beat it into their heads. They, right. they have to understand and right. value things right. in life and understand right. that you got to work. You don't just get things handed to you. You have to work for it because if you do that to your child, they're going to go into the world and they're going to get punched in the face by the world right. because they're going to quickly figure out that nothing gets handed to you. Right, right. And you can't cry about it and things will get handed to you because when enough's enough, enough is enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we are now. You can want all the things handed to you you want, but there's... There's nothing to hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's dead on. So, so I wanted to, the to bosses. but what I wanted to point out though, is like, if you're struggling with this, it's time to kind of shift the mindset and quit complaining about it and start figuring out how to make it work. And I think you got to understand what do they want? What, what are they looking for? Cause they don't maybe they're not motivated like some of us or some of the older generations may have been in the past. Okay. So what do they want? Here's what I found. And I may be wrong on some of these, but I, I feel like this is a pretty concise, simple path, if you will. So they want balance. More than ever have I seen people really want that work-life balance to be apparent and easy to attain. Yep. No, I, I agree right? with that. So that's number one. Number two is a path. There's got to be a path of future for them. If mm-hmm. it's just you're going to punch three-hole punch binders for the next 30 years, they're not going to last. It's not a path. you got to give them something, something to, to say. to work for. Hey, there is something here. And then if you do these things, we can get here. And then you do these things. And that's how it should be. And that's the way it should be for everybody. Right. But I I think, I think a lot of times we lose sight of, you know, maybe we're not doing a great enough job of actually presenting reality to that though, too. You know, if, and if you're, if you're in that category and you think you should be the CEO of some company because you graduated college next year, you're probably out of alignment. Right. Um, not probably. I'm just being a little sarcastic. (laughs) You are, you know, but climbing the ladder. I don't care who you, you are. Right. There used to be an effort period. There used to be a, a timeline to it. Now it's just zero to a hundred. And but. just, just to touch on that quickly, there is more value in that than you even understand climbing the ladder. Cause if you yep. go from the first rung to the 10th rung, you've missed all the education in one through yep. nine. Yep. And gotta, that you, is the stuff that builds you, you as a person. To, you have to go through it. You, you have, have to. to pay the stupid taxes. You, you do. have to actually lose and learn and fail. But at and, the end, you'll end up on top. Right. So it makes you better. Right. 100%. So that was the other one. The other one is, and I think this is hard for business owners, transparency. Oh, yeah. They want transparency. That is a tough thing for a lot of people that think that, nope, that's none of your business, you know, blah, 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 which I get to a well, certain extent. The, yes and no. If, you, if you've got something to hide, well, then you've got to rethink right. what you're doing. Right, right. 
Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying you got to like bring them in and show them your personal bank account and like your, you know, a tax statement. No, but no, I'm but saying the financial statements of a company, I think yeah, everybody should understand. Right. They should learn why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Why are you, you know, throwing a wallet at them? Why? So again, this will this will be a good segue back into the boss thing. This is where employees typically go wrong in my Correct. opinion is they they set these expectations because I mean, in my field, they see a lot of the numbers. They see what they're charging customers and they're looking at it and they're saying, oh my God, we did that job for a thousand dollars. Like I could do that for 500. They have no idea where the other 500 goes. They think right. that a thousand dollars just comes to me. Greg yep. Jerome goes in my pocket. Yep. That's yeah. not how it works. And then it's just, you're blowing it on hookers and, and blow. And some day. bosses do. A lot of them. I've seen it. They do. <laughs> they do. I don't. There's always a market for hookers and blow, but. But again, that understanding or having your guys understand where some of that money goes. No, it's at the end of the day, it's none of their business, how you spend the money because it's, it's your business. Right. Right. But I mean, if you see that your boss is spending it on hookers and blow every week, well then, yeah, then you might want to question, well, why the hell am I working here? I'm busting my ass. There's no future in it for me. Clearly yeah. the stripper's getting all the money and I'm going to be left jobless soon because this guy's going to be, you know, out of what's business. funny. I don't have that on here as reasons why you might be a shitty boss. Huh, that's too bad. Anyway, Carrying on. If your boss is golfing all day <laughs> and drinking all day while you're working, that he's not doing, he's not being a boss. Yeah, he's taking if, advantage if, of the fact that you're working and making him money. If the best account he has is Hooters, yeah, you're probably in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reality, though. That's true. Yeah, it really is. So I mean, but those are the things you gotta you gotta pay but, attention to. But if to. you bring your people in on that transparency, you can show them, you know, what does it actually take to run a business? And Keep I try the to lights do that. on. I pay that. people, yep. taxes, yep. insurances. Yep. Like those are the things no one wants to think about because it's not fun. It's not no. sexy. They just no, want to see, sucks. well, this is how much you got charged and this is how much I get paid. Therefore, you made a ton of money. That's Simple exactly that. how it's seen right. from an employee standpoint. Exactly. I, and I've thought that way before, but until yeah. getting into it, you don't, you just don't understand. So from right. an employer standpoint, be a little transparent about that stuff. You don't have to be fully transparent, like right. you said. You don't. You don't got to pull everything out. No, but, pull up a pull yeah. up an expense report that shows where all the money actually goes. Right. Uh, you, you can hide your salary if you want. That's that's fine. Sure, sure. But just show them what it takes to actually be profitable yeah. as a business, and magically you might actually get. You might not get through to everybody that works for you. No, but you, you might get. You through will to a not. Few. Right. You will not. Right. Um, and then the other one that they want usually is, you know, this is kind of combined meaning and culture. So yep. like they want some sort of purpose, a purpose of yep. like, what am I doing? And is it really, why helping? am I doing it? And I, and I give them credit cause that's a valuable, you know, um, value if you will to have as a person is you want to provide better, you know, meaning and, and some direction of what you're doing. I get that. I agree. You know, um, and that's hard to do sometimes. It's hard to tell, you know, a carpenter why putting a, you know, a nail through a stud is valuable to, to everyone, but Maybe, you know, maybe people don't appreciate anymore what it takes to build things. No, I, I, I just think people spend too much. It's too nearsighted. They yeah. don't they don't really take yeah. time to step back and look at the big picture and what you're contributing to right. society. I mean, wiring houses that it gives electricity, a pace for people to live, generators. Uh, when they lose power, yeah, it's a, it, oh, it must right. be nice to have a generator. Yeah, but you don't know if that person's got an elderly person in the house who relies on electricity for something. Sure. And when the power sure. goes out, you save their life. Sure. Yeah, like that's that's the stuff that you don't you just they don't nobody takes the time to stand There's, back and see. Yeah, the appreciation thing has kind of been lost yeah. on just everyone having that immediate need. 
It's unfortunate. Um, and then, like I said, the culture thing's another thing. I mean, if you just want people to show up, go to work, get a paycheck, and go home every day, you're, you're gonna probably going to lose. Yeah, you're going to lose some people. You're you right. gotta, you gotta actually create a little bit of a community. And I love that. I do. That yeah. is one of my favorite parts yeah. of being a boss is when you bring everybody together and everybody's actually having fun together right. and busting balls right. and laughing right. and right. telling stories. I, I, I really enjoy that. That to me makes me feel like I actually built something. Right. And it's it, that that part is like the fun part for sure, right? But I think I think what people forget about that is it's fun, but we also forget that we spend more time with these people than our own family in most <laughs> yeah. most most of our lives. Yep. I mean, you think about 8-hour days, 5 days a week, sometimes more, 6, 7 days a week, you're with these people. You day are. in, day out, yep. in the grind. Yep. So the good you, and the bad. You got to enjoy what you're doing with them and the people you're with. Otherwise, you're you're not going to stick around. Yeah, that's true. Or you're going to have sour apples, and sour apples ruin right. the bunch. So you got to ask yourself: Are you doing these things? Are you truly doing them? It's easy to say, "Oh, I tried it once; it didn't work, and I'm out." Right? It's everyone does that. It, but are you really making a conscious investment and investment on time, money, whatever, to get to there? I'd say a good chunk of you probably aren't. No, they're not. I can I can say it firsthand. It's not even a question. Right. There's there's not there's not a lot of people out there that take the time to put. And it's it's a lot of work. It is. It's a, lot a ton of work. of work. So I will side with the employers yeah, on that work. side that it is a lot of work. Right. Um, but again, I, this this ties into the true pros piece. <laughs> you, everybody spends so much time working in the business and on the business that they forget the small stuff because they don't have time. Right. They just physically don't have enough time. And I hear it all the time. Oh, right. I'm just too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. You're too busy. You can't get out of your own way. Right. And that's the reality. You got to step back and look at what are you busy doing all day and what don't you or need to be doing all day? Right. Where if you could shed a lot of the administrative stuff off to true pros, you would have more time right. to then focus on the fun stuff, the Absolutely. culture building, yep. the team building, yep. the actual getting to know your people. Stuff. And it's fun. Right, it's actually fun. And stuff honestly, that's a much better. Yeah, day. that's yeah. a much better part than doing invoices <laughs> right. and you know checking on phone calls. You know, that's yep. that's the best. But that's that's the whole idea: is is time and having fun and showing your employees the value is more valuable than people take the time to think about. And you can also go outside the box with this too, right? You know, with the younger group, maybe you want to get them involved in social media for your company. Maybe have them take some videos of themselves, you know, working and having fun on the job site that they cultivate. They actually produce the content and they actually put out to the to the world. Now, I will say that with a you should probably review it first. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly advise. Just make sure it goes through you first before they send it, because yep. they may get a little crazy with that. Yep. But I think it's a good kind of culture builder to say, hey, you I need you to be kind of the social media guys, because maybe you're older. Maybe you don't want to do it. And maybe prove to the time. world that you can have fun and work. And right. You can have fun with it as long as it's done tastefully. You know, right. they got to understand that this is like, dude, this it is a business. This isn't bar stool sports here. <laughs> You got to actually have a little bit of, you know, uh, filter filter because yeah. we're a business that's, you know, trying to do things right. Um, you know, another one you can do is promoting community service, support them in community yep. service, um, do it together if you yeah. can. Um, if you can sponsor them to do something that they're passionate about, I would highly recommend that. 
I think that's kids you sports know, teams, whatever. Family events. Well, I mean, yeah. literally, the sky's the limit yeah. from from cancer walks to sports teams to you know uh, maybe habitats for humanity, whatever. Any any one of those would be. I've great. had many many guys come to me and call. Oh, can you sponsor my my daughter's dance thing or the, yeah. the, this baseball team or this soccer team? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. right. Yeah, and if you look at it just as how much is it? Uh, what am I going to get out of that? You're already you're already missing the boat. Yeah, you're it's, missing it, the boat. it's not about what you're getting out of it. Right. It's what you're giving. Right. And, and honestly, I get you can't do everything. Of course not. You can't afford it. But like, just be strategic about it. Be smart and, you know, realize it's for your people more Don't than it is. Don't sweep it under the carpet. Right. Exactly. Don't just kind of brush it aside. And it it, it makes your employer believe. Right. It makes your employee believe that you care. Right. Right. If you actually care. Again, not fraudulently care. Right. But yeah. Actually care. Um, all right. So how about... How about you know, you may be a bad boss if you're a micromanager. I think this is another tough one, and it's very hard. That is a that very is a hard, hard. And I see it a lot. Um, you know, I think it's simple, right? If you're the type that says, my way or the highway, if bad you're the boss. type that says, uh, to do a job right, I got to do it myself. Bad boss. You know, if if you're just suffocating people constantly and you don't give anybody the room they need to actually do their job, you probably are going to be unsuccessful in keeping people at the end of the day. Yep. Right. I, I get it to a certain extent. You have to manage. You have to watch. You know, you trust but verify is a term that I've heard a good gajillion times. And if it's done right, it, it works. But I've heard people say trust but verify is just another term for micromanagement. It is because you you hired somebody to do some do a task that you don't have to do. So right. if you're verifying and watching what they're doing, why did you hire them? Right. You hired the wrong person. Right. Exactly. Or you're a nutcase micromanager, which I know, unfortunately, a lot of us trade people are. It's and I hard. Put us in that category it's because so hard. I struggle with it as well. I think that's probably the hardest. When I transitioned from doer to manager in a way um, through my career, the hardest thing was getting out of that mindset. You of, have to let go. I'm, I, this is the way I used to do it, so therefore you should do it this Correct. way. And if you start doing that, you're going to be having you got problems. A problem. And I, I've seen the impact it has on um, employees that I've hired. They've worked for bosses that were smaller outfits, and it's just them and a, and a guy. And that guy doesn't let that person do anything and they suffer from it because they don't learn anything. Yep. And it's, it's sad to watch because you're, you're wasting your time and you're wasting somebody else's life and talent. Right. And that's the truth. And, and if you're not willing to put in the time to teach and you're not willing to put in the time to have some failures that you have to fix. But that's how people learn. That's my point, right? Right I back mean, to full, full I circle. Think, I think your job is to think of it. I like to put stuff in perspective of like a coach um, coming from the sports background I have. It's like you, you want the coach, you want your team to, you know, your players are going to mess up. They're going to screw up at some point, right? It's all about how you handle that screw up. Right. It's not about it's going to happen. But what guys try to do is they try to prevent everything from going wrong. And it's impossible. Let them fail manageably. You're there, you're there like, you're not the first parachute, right? You're supposed to be the backup parachute. And that's exactly what I, I tell all right. my guys, uh, all employees, everybody that works for me, I, I never yell. I, if I'm yelling yeah. at something, it's something. Yeah, it's got to be really, egregious. really bad. Yeah, that's kind of what same with me. But I tell people, it's okay to mess up. Go ahead and mess up. Do me a favor, though. 
don't mess up again on the same thing. Learn from it. That's all I ask is that if you screw something up, you learn from that mistake and you don't do it again. If I do it again, we're going to have a problem. Right. That's the accountability, but without being a complete prick about it. Do your thing. Figure it out. Don't do it again. And I think that's reasonable. There's nothing wrong with that type of program. And I think people need that type of program. It's just like a a kid, right? You give a kid no structure. It's the worst possible thing you can do for a human being. No different than being back in first grade trying to do math. They don't, they don't say two plus two and the teacher goes instantly four before you can even give out the wrong answer. No, you mess it up. Now, what did you do wrong? Right. You got to figure it out. It works the same in anything in life. And and so if you're doing that constantly, you got to self-check yourself. What can I do to let go? Let some things happen, but auto, you know, correct when needed. And correct when needed. That also gives the employee a chance to feel like they're important and that you trust them. That's the biggest piece. That's if you don't feel trusted, you are not going to do well nope. anywhere you go. And you won't put in the anywhere. effort because you'll, you, one, no. you'll be like, he's just going to fix yeah, it for gonna me Yeah, he's just going to come in and fix it. Yep. Or he's just going to come in and do it his way. You got it. You know, I can never do it right. I can never do it the way he needs it or she needs it. And you right there, you've lost him. And it's I've gone. had managers do that to it, other employees oh, yeah. and yeah. driven them all at the door. Yeah, I've, I mean, that one I've seen, you know, time in and time out. Um, what, what are some other issues? Um well, I mean, you want to touch on like the like the wild red flags? Sure. Um, Always. If your paycheck doesn't clear? <laughs> ever? It's, it's probably a problem, yeah. No, it's not it's not probably a problem. There better be a damn good excuse for it. Right. If you've bounced the paycheck maybe once, okay, maybe there was a clerical error, maybe something happened. If it happens a second time or beyond that, you need to get the hell out of there. Right. Immediately. Right. If you go to a supply house and they're like, sorry, mm-hmm. can't sell you the parts because you're, in the, you know, what they haven't paid their yep. bill, you're in whatever column, 90, 90, 120. That's a, that's a, that's a red flag as well. Yeah. That's usually secondary though, because the smarter guys, which is most of them will pay the payroll first. And then the, the supply houses suffer behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's usually how it flows. If you've made it down to the paycheck, that automatically means the supply houses are maxed. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's the last result. That's it. Of, you need to run. Oh boy, that's things, it. Jump ship because right. it's sunk. Because things sinking. are not going well. Here, your feet right. are wet because you're already up to your knees in water. No, you you did. You started kind of hitting some of these other ones I had, which was one, you know, constant issues with vendors or payments. Yep. That was one. Constant issues with clients. So like you're going to have yep. some bad reviews. Of course. You know, it's going to happen. But if you're constantly hearing about, you know, your boss venting about a client, you know, and this guy sucks and that guy sucked. And this guy isn't paying me. And that's, you know what I mean? It's like, if he's venting to you, then there's probably a consistent issue right. that may be driven by them and not the client themselves. And usually that's pretty apparent if you pay attention. Right. To them there's the a difference. There's a, I mean, much. there's always going to be some situations that arise where the client, you know, may have a legitimate reason to be upset with, with you guys. Of course. But, but again, that goes but, back to how you handle it. But again, if you're seeing that day in, day out, week after week after Problem. week, you got to think eh, this is probably something's up, yep. right? You may not see it at first, but I can tell you right now, the smoke, this fire with that one. Usually. I mean, these are giant red flags, but the other one that I see a lot of, and I, I don't know why I, guys get comfortable. They don't like change. I understand this, but when you see your boss not putting in any effort, no effort in any direction, he's not in the field helping at all, but he's not in the office doing anything to support the company. He's not doing anything. Anything. And yeah. it's apparent. Like, not even, not even so much that you don't see him doing anything that you, 
you hear from the clients that you're working with, like, oh, I was golfing with your boss yesterday, and oh, we got hammered on Tuesday afternoon. And if there's a lot of that endlessly going on, it's destined for failure. Right. It's temporary. Your job is temporary. So be careful with stuff like that. Or, you know, hey, sorry, you can't get a raise, but you heard that your boss just bought a brand new boat, a new house, a new truck, and endlessly the list goes on and on with the toys and the stuff that they're spending on, but there's not enough money for everything else or, Oh, we're not, we're not winning on any of these jobs, but there's no verification. He can't prove to you or show you numbers that you're not winning on these jobs, but he's saying that so he can use it to fund his life. Bad news. Bad news. And I see that going to go anywhere way too often, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. way too often. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a good one too. I think, you know, th- there's some other things that come out of that. Like if you're seeing a lot of hiring and firing happening up and down, like a yo-yo, like he's hiring 10 guys and then all of a sudden he's firing them all six months later. <laughs> you know, there's probably some signs of instability there. There's yeah, some yeah. signs of there's no planning. There's no forethought. There's no yeah. real stability. It's rea- reactive, yeah, not proactive. Right. That, I think that's kind of like the rubber band doom loop, some people call it. Like if you're in that cycle forever, then you know this guy you know, probably isn't got his shit together, most likely, right? No. I mean, it, it may happen from time to time, but I'm saying if you're seeing, again, the consistency of it happening, that's what's really the red flag. Um, and I'll, again, to defend some of these guys too, I mean, there, there is, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. So, I mean, Cy, you got to understand from a smaller company that it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of stress and it's a lot of work, a lot to manage. And just like you and anything else and micromanaging and learning, your boss is probably learning along the way too. So yeah. every once in a while, you got to cut him some slack. Yeah, give him yeah, some slack. He's got to yep. have a bad day. Yep. If it's a consistent bad day, that's a different right. story. Right. But no, getting, you're right. we're all going to have bad days and we all hit take hits and we all learn from it. We don't all learn from it, but we should all learn from that, it. That's the best way to put it. I mean, like you said earlier, if your bo- your boss actually should be the hardest working person in the company, not the other way around. Yeah. And a lot of people think that when they make it to, oh, I've got four or five employees, it means that I get to be on easy street. Oh, it's not easy street. And, and it I, just amplifies the terror. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's really the exact opposite. Your boss technically or a business owner or whatever is usually the hardest working person. And if he's not, what are the chances of growth? It's a flag. It's, I mean, yeah. I, you might be a good company and a good boss, but sure. there's no growth. There's no future because they, they found a niche where it's good for them and they're comfortable with it. And if you're comfortable with that, that's fine. But yeah. be aware of that, that there's no real future there. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's one thing right. I always try to work on is, uh, yeah, there's a place where we're comfortable, but I'm always trying to push that bar and I'm always trying to grow because I'm always thinking of everybody else here. And if they want to grow, and we all have to grow because they all have to move up in a seat. And that means they need to hire more people to put under them. We have to grow. Yeah. We yeah. have to. And, and on the flip side of that, if you're working for a guy who's promising that there's going to be, you know, 5X growth a year after year, or we're going to hire 150 people in the next two months, Run. And there's another red flag. Of Run. Like, yeah. Even if he's partially right, that's going to be problems. Yeah. You, you can grow too fast just as just as much as you can sit on your hands and be a lazy pile of crap. It's just, you know, it's the same problem, just masked differently in a way. Yep. You know, so it's another reason. You want that nice stability, nice steady growth if that's what the, uh, you know, company's doing. That's what you want. And I'm not perfect by any means. I've made my mistakes and I continue to do so, but right. I learn from them. Right, right. Good point. Got to learn from them. Yeah. So I got a couple suggestions for those who, you know, may be interested in learning some more, may be interested in improving. 
Um, I can give you two experiences I had that were, were, were uh, pieces of information that helped me. So two homework assignments, right? Two books that I recommend, Extreme Leadership or Extreme Ownership, sorry, by Jocko Wilnick. He is a former Navy SEAL who takes all of his Navy SEAL military experience and puts it into leadership training. He has an entire company that does it for, you know, companies and organizations. I highly recommend it because basically the the biggest takeaways you get out of it is, you know, you seize accountability. You don't avoid it as a boss, right? What extreme, you know, ownership and leadership kind of means in a way is like, if Greg, you work for me and you fail, that's my failure. I failed you. It's the simplest way to put it. And if you start looking at your life and every aspect. Stop blaming others. Stop blaming others and actually say, what did you do or what could you have done? What could you have done to prevent this? To prevent it. And imagine if everybody in the world did that. Oh, my God. If everyone in the world just got out of bed every day. We would be untouchable as a nation. Untouchable. Literally. That's all the book is really kind of saying is like, hey. You know, you have to every once in a while, I think he used the terminology, he gives a great, you know, field experience of him in, in warfare. But I think he said, you know, you have to look up from the sight of your gun every once in a while to look around the battlefield to see what's coming. Yep. You know, and if you're not doing that well every put. once in a while, well put. you're probably going to get taken out. Yep. And that's, I've seen that happen too many times with guys, um, leaders and business owners, especially. Um, the other one that, uh, is a little bit of a cult following as well as, uh, Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. There's a ton of great information in there. Um, and I think the two biggest things I got away from that was seek to understand then to be understood. So when you go into a conflict or a situation, if your mindset is I'm going to try to fully understand what this person's saying to me before I react I'm telling you, it's changed how you interact with people for good, you know, and tough situations. You can get yourself out of really tough situations if you just truly understand where that person's coming from instead of react to what they're saying to you. Because that's what everyone does, right? Defensive, defensive, you know, there's an argument. I'm going to go defensive. Who can I blame this on? Yep. If you actually flip that and try to truly understand and then come in with your perspective, you may disagree with the person still after you understand them. But, you you know, that's what it's about. Um, And the other piece of that was think win-win. So what does that mean is if you go into every situation thinking, how can I win and the person I'm talking to win versus I'm going to win and they're going to lose? Right. People should live by that. If you can do that and do it effectively, you'll find out that it's possible. Not only is it possible, but it should be done through just about everything. And I think that's another kind of just mindset shift that I gathered from that book. Now, there's there's 50 other things from both of their books that are uh, you know phenomenal, but uh, this isn't the book club, so I'm not going to you know regurgitate it all. But um, that was my, those are my recommendations. Cause if you read those two books, I promise you, you're going to get something out of it that you're going to say, you know what, that's going to make me a better boss down the road. And I don't get paid by any of these people. <laughs> In fact, I don't get paid by anybody, but you know, it is what it is. Any other parting thoughts? Anything we didn't hit? No. I, are you a shitty boss, Greg? I don't believe so. I wish I had somebody in here to ask. <laughs> I, I, I think that's I'll ask the that. Sasquatch in the corner over there. Chewy. He's good. Silence is deafening, Greg. Um, nope, that's all I got. Uh, if you want to follow us, find some more information at my true pros on Instagram or truepros.com. Resources, 
etc. It's awesome, right? It is. Is it awesome? Silence. Definitely. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Let's get out of here. It's always uh, good to keep living the dream. Work smarter, not harder. You know all that shit. We do. Peace. Until next time.